Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Welcome, everybody, as we begin a new broadcast week, your Thanksgiving week on Political Coffee, the show where we try very hard to, um, well, to give you phrases, thoughts, ideas that you can use in persuadable conversations with persuadable people to change your world. It doesn't matter what social media says. It doesn't matter what the news media says. It doesn't matter what our so-called leaders say. You are the greatest influencer you'll ever know. And you have the opportunity every day to impact someone in your world, positively or negatively, but especially when it comes to the issues of politics. That's what this show's all about. It's called Political Coffee. I'm your host, former state representative and fifth-generation Oregon farmer, Jeff Krupp. Lots to talk about today. The first lawsuit was filed against Measure 114, the unconstitutional, in my personal opinion. Um, basically a ban on gunning or uh, buying guns. This was Friday after we got off the air. I want to talk about that today. Oregon's Firearms Federation is part of that, but so is uh, a Marion County gun store owner. That's a good thing. Another reason for you to... Um, it's Adam Johnson, owns Coat of Arms, Custom Firearms, and Kaiser. He's an advertiser here on this radio station. And a sheriff, the Sherman County Sheriff, Brad Lowry. So he and Oregon Firearms Federation, the three of them, have joined into this lawsuit. This is the first. There will be likely others. They're asking a federal judge to keep it from, it's a federal lawsuit to not allow it to go into effect. I want to talk about that today. Also talk about Carrie Lake says she is going to be the next governor of Arizona. Well, didn't she lose? Well, apparently not because even the very moderate rhino, some would say, Arizona Attorney General Mark Bernovich, his Voter Integrity Unit, I guess is the way to call it, has finally woke up and said, hey, because uh, Assistant Attorney General Jennifer Wright sent a letter to the Maricopa County officials demanding evidence be turned over on or before Maricopa County submits its official canvas to the Secretary of State. Carrie Lake is only behind by 18,000 votes. It's more than just a little suspicious what's going on and has been going on for some time 
in Arizona. By the way, there is a uh, Epoch Times story about how uncounted votes on an overlooked memory card flips an election in Georgia. Oops. You know, if you didn't have memory cards, you wouldn't have to worry about that, would you? If you didn't have electronic voting machines, you wouldn't have to worry about it, would you? Now, other things, uh, there's uh, there's a, an emerging story here that's going to be really, really interesting. Uh, Gateway Pundit has a story about FTX, you know, the failed Bitcoin thing. Well, there's another one, Tether. It's another bet Bitcoin creation of who? the deep state perhaps like the CIA and how there was this um, this scam to take money and um, launder it through Ukraine of all places hmm you wonder how much of this comes back to Joe and Hunter what do you think? It just begins to look like it is another deep state intelligence community operation. It'll be very interesting to see how this plays out. Now, there'll be more as it, as it goes forward, but expect that the deep state will do everything to stop this from coming out if there is anything there in the news media and what do you think here about Merrick Garland who moves to transform the J6 January 6th inquisition is the federalist headline into a permanent prosecution and they are going after Trump with that special counsel now Did Merrick Garland just ensure that Donald Trump gets reelected? Now, why would I say that? Well, because what he's just done is give Donald Trump the ability to remind everybody continually that the Russia, 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 Inquisition was all fake and has been shown to be fake. And all he has to do is to continue to talk about it. It's now, obviously, the select committee of J6 uh, is its days are limited because Republicans are taking control. That's a good thing. But they are now moving. This is what Garland has done. Now, my guess is, I mean, he hasn't appointed a special counsel to investigate Hunter Biden. 
My guess is Merrick Garland gets impeached by the House. I doubt if the Senate will even in any way consider actually holding a trial and convicting him of anything. They should, but I don't think they will. Tomorrow night is Tuesday night, and Mark Thielman is going to be joining us at the Political Coffee Clutch. And he's going to be talking about his lawsuit along with Ben Edel of Free Oregon, Janice Dysinger, Chuck Weiss, Don Powers, Sandra Nelson, a whole bunch of other people, including some folks from my county and Senator Dennis Linthicum, Clackamas County, uh, filing lawsuit against Shamia Fagan as Secretary of State and all of these counties. In fact, I'm going to have the entire uh, actual lawsuits up on the show plan today where you can you can see it and you can go ahead and read through it. Now, there's a lot of pieces to this. We've talked a little bit about that. Mark Thielman is going to be joining us at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, for the Political Coffee Clatch to explain all of the various pieces of this lawsuit from not just the legal perspective, but really from the political perspective. Because this is a battle for the hearts and minds of the voters. This is about election transparency. Now, I'm going to tell you, friends, this is going to boil down to one thing. On Friday, once a month, I host a meeting up in uh, Wilsonville at the Langdon Farms Golf Club. It's, this is an association with Americans for Tax Reform. Well, we don't deal a lot with the issue of elections, although, you know, who gets elected matters, well, in everything, doesn't it? I mean, it really does. So, we had attorney Stephen Jonkus, and he has filed this lawsuit on behalf of Mark Thielman, Ben Edel, and others in federal court. Now, I'm going to tell you that here's the bottom line. We can talk about how great this whole thing is in terms of a lawsuit, but it, what Steve Jonkus told us Friday, because he was there to talk about the lawsuit, this really boils down to political pressure that has to be brought to bear on the county commissioners of these various counties that are listed in the lawsuit, which are Clackamas County, Washington County, Multnomah County, Lane County, Lynn County, Marion County, Jackson, Deschutes, Yamhill, Douglas, Klamath, and Coos counties. All as defendants. They're all being sued. Something has to happen, it's, and for those of you who've ever been involved in a lawsuit, it's called the process of discovery. All of these counties and the Oregon Attorney General and the Secretary of State's office are going to move to dismiss all of this lawsuit. It only takes one county to, that is being sued to not move 
to dismiss it. And if that's the case, then the lawsuit goes forward. And the lawsuit then gets into the process of discovery. And in the process of discovery, you can look inside the machine, folks, to see who's hacked it, who's accessed it. You can look inside the machine to see if the cast vote record matches what the machine said. This is going to boil down to a political issue, political pressure. Now, what I am going to suggest to those of you who have relationships with the three Marion County commissioners, the Yamhill County commissioners, even though Polk County is not named in it, having conversations with them about this. Because I'm telling you, we need to just have one county out of all of them that says we're not going to move to dismiss them. That's going to be a political decision based on the commissioners. Because you see, the county council, the county lawyer, actually works for them. The county clerk doesn't. They're elected as the county commissioners are. It's going to be a political decision. We're going to talk about all of this tomorrow night, Political Coffee Clatch. And I would encourage you to come and join us at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill starting at 6 p.m. Mark Thielman to be there to talk about it. Now, I want to remind you also, Rebecca Donaldson is an award-winning real estate broker. And if you're thinking about buying or selling a home, man, you really owe it to yourself to call her. Check out her website. Rebecca'sGotHouses.com. Call her at 503-269-0747. 269-0747. You'll be really... Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Five zero three five eight nine twelve twenty is that power Buick GMC talk line five zero three five eight nine twelve twenty, and of course you can shoot me an email always to Jeff at twelve twenty dot am or Jeff at kslm dot news. There's another story here about uh, the incredible amount of um, people that are um, buying guns. The Tillamook County Pioneer is a story uh, about the Oregon State Police Firearms Instant Check System fix. Well, has an amazing backlog. Now, what they're showing you, I mean, it's, it's 4,092 a day. And there's a couple of, it, this story has a couple of uh, graph actually several graphs and and explains how the system works, so on and so forth. I got a phone call from a friend who's a friend of Betsy Johnson's, and Betsy talked to the OSP and the OSP told her, "Yeah, it's something like twenty five thousand background check backlog right now." 
Now, that's not what they're really admitting to, but that's what they admitted to her. It's a lot, folks. They intend to work through all of them. And they intend to continue to work through them even after the so-called pieces of legislation, the, the Measure 114 goes into effect on supposedly on December the 8th. Now, this is why the lawsuit was filed by Oregon Firearms Federation, Sherman County Sheriff, Brad Lowry, and Adam Johnson, coat of arms, custom firearms here in Kaiser. Now, they filed lawsuit over in Pendleton. Because many of the members of the Firearms Federation live near Pendleton. I think it is also because you're likely to get a more, um, shall we say, well, maybe they did a little judge shopping here. Not that that would ever happen. The left does it all the time, and people on our side have been doing it. So at any rate, um, the lawsuit's been filed. Okay. What's it mean now? Well, they're asking for a court-ordered injunction that would stop this thing, a temporary restraining order, from becoming law until a major court ruling or until the underlying lawsuit is heard in court. As an alternative, if the judge isn't inclined to prevent the entire measure from taking effect, the plaintiffs asked that the court, in the alternative, I'm reading from the story here, at least bar the restriction on the gun magazine capacity. Now, the basis of this is a U.S. Supreme Court ruling in the New York gun case in June, which set this new standard for evaluating Second Amendment claims. Okay? The Supreme Court's majority directed that the courts use a new text and history standard when evaluating challenges to gun regulations, meaning one that is rooted in the Second Amendment's text. Okay. Now. This is where things get uh, a little bit complicated. Because the pro-gun regulation like California, which filed a brief not in our case, but in another case, that the Supreme Court's ruling didn't decide anything about the kinds of weapons that people may possess. And that the Second Amendment is not a regulatory straitjacket, nor does it protect a right to keep and carry any weapon whatsoever in any manner whatsoever or for whatever purpose. They argue that Magazines aren't arms because they're not essential to operate a gun. <laughs> uh, or wouldn't have been considered arms in 1791 or 1868. Even if they were, they're not entitled to Second Amendment protections because they're not commonly used for self-defense. 
well, excuse me. If you don't have a magazine capable of defending yourself, you're not going to be able to defend yourself. It is an infringement, period. Now, under this measure, licensed firearms dealers who already own larger capacity magazines have 180 days from the day the measure take to sell them out to an out-of-state gun dealer or another person out of state or to destroy them. After that, gun dealers can sell or transfer only newly manufactured high-capacity magazines marked with a special stamp denoting they're for military or law enforcement use. If you already own a magazine with 10 rounds or more, you can keep them in your private home or on private property, use them in a shooting range or in a shooting competition or for recreational purposes. Any other violation is a Class A misdemeanor. And of course, Ellen Rosenblum is going. And, and I think I misspoke. Thanks, Dale. Dennis Lithgow is not Clackamas County. Klamath County. Uh, back at home at 6.30. There's lots more to talk about. We'll get to it. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. So did Merrick Garland, as we come back from the uh, bottom of the hour break, 503-589-1220 is that Power Buke GMC talk line. Um... 503-589-1220 emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news did he just really re-elect Donald Trump you know they have it's all Trump has to do is just say it's another witch hunt which is what he's been saying he said for six years I've been going through this and I'm not going to go through it anymore well if you're running for president you're gonna be going and i i think they are so afraid of what donald trump this is a piece by the way in the um the liberty daily the never-ending trump witch hunt i i have to tell you few people that i know personally would ever be able to stand up to such a thing the constant assault against you. I mean, it's just, just amazing to me. But I got to tell you that the more, I mean, look, Twitter, Elon went ahead and reinstated Donald Trump. Good for him. The Babylon Bee 
was reinstated. In fact, probably people like me could be reinstated. I left Twitter on my own, but they did block me once. Now, I've got to tell you, folks, it doesn't matter. This is why we do what we do on this show. Paul Ryan, of course, trashed Trump again the other day. Not that he's relevant in any way anymore, except to be a tool, a mouthpiece of the left. He trashes Trump. We stick with Trump. We keep losing elections. Calls himself a never again Trumper. Well, let me say something, uh, Paul. Donald Trump endorsed something, I think, 230-some-odd candidates in the primaries and in the general election. He only lost 22 of them. Really, we're going to keep losing elections? Really? Maybe we ought to start focusing on something that you refuse to focus on, and it is called voting transparency and integrity. But after all, Paul Ryan is a tool of the globalists, and that's what you could just figure was going to happen. By the way, we don't want, I mean, elections matter here, folks, right? I mean, we all know that because it impacts us at the local level. Uh, Measure 114 is a good example of that. And because we're hearing that now the legislature intends to meet, there's stuff in the media, intends to meet to make it what? Enforceable. Really. The Democrat legislature is going to meet to make Measure 114 enforceable. They're afraid that if it gets struck down, Like I said, it puts them way behind. Well, they have to have complete tyrannical control. The left does. Through elections. This is why they steal them. Well, they're doing some interesting things in Brazil. You know, the other day, their Supreme Court said, you can go after the bank accounts of businesses that are supporting the protests against the election. You know, the ones where millions and millions and millions of Brazilians are protesting. Well, now the supposed winner is the former president who was the criminal spent time in prison because he's corrupt, uh, has a, a minister that signs an order allowing child services to take children away from the free election protesters. Think that's too extreme and it can't happen here? Wrongo. If you don't vaccinate your kids, you you wait, folks. I'm telling you, there were people that already were calling for that. If you go back to the height of this insanity about COVID, it's exactly what people were calling for. is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am, jeff at kslm.news. 
Yeah, it's been really cold out. And my my little heat pump is keeping up, but if yours isn't or your furnace isn't, you ought to call Freedom Heating and Air. Believe me, the cold day, I mean, we're just getting started into winter. Can you imagine what it's going to be like through the whole winter? If you're uncomfortable at home right now, call Freedom Heating and Air. Or maybe in your business, because they service businesses too. Now, come on out, assess what's going on with your system, and they'll fix it for you. 503-580-1456. That's freedomheatingandair.net. That's their website, freedomheatingandair.net, 503-580-1456. They also offer discounts for veterans and seniors and half-priced labor for Gold Star families. Half-price labor for Gold Star families. They have blog posts about preventative maintenance, DIY kits, a lot of good stuff at freedomheatingandair.net. Now, um, Dale writes, I have begun donations to the Oregon Firearms Federation Foundation, which is handling the lawsuits according to Kevin Sterrett. Small amounts are all I have. If people want to lose everything, just keep sitting there on their hands, hoping it all goes away. Amen. Go to Oregon Firearms Federation. And it's really easy. It's OregonFirearms.org. OregonFirearms.org. And right at the top, you can click on join, donate to or join off. It's really easy. Send them some money. I am, and I hope you do. By the way, if any of you were at the rally on Saturday at the Capitol, would love to hear from you uh, kind of how it turned out. I was going to be there, and I had something happen on the farm, and I had to take care of it. So I couldn't make it. Uh, as much as I wanted to be there. Would love to hear how it turned out. Julie writes an email about guns. My uncle once told me there's nothing more worthless than an unloaded gun. Last month, a friend who sells gun in a very small town in this area, he was selling four to five long guns a day, as well as five to six handguns and shotguns. For his store, that's 45 to 66 guns a week. This does not count shotguns, of course. They went to Umatilla County. The judge owns guns. Yeah, that's they went to a federal judge in Umatilla County who owns guns. Yep. Let's go to the phones. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. Just, we'll start first with Gary. Gary, good morning. Hey, Jeff. Go Ducks. Boy, they won. That was, that was a nail biter. I was at the game. It was the stadium was going absolutely nuts. I mean, it was the craziest game. Went back and forth, back and forth, trying to lose it, trying to win it, trying to lose it, trying to win it, and finally won it. Uh, what a game! It's just a classic, and it was so cold. It was twenty-eight degrees. So uh, I was at the Freedom Rally. Oh yeah, and I'm supposed to hate you this week. So oh, hate the bees. Okay. Oh, that—that's right, because we have the Civil War coming up here. Yeah, we do have the Civil War. So, 
should be the best game ever. I mean, the, both teams are playing outstanding. So, who knows? Got to beat somehow. I, I got to I got to tell you a quick story. I I was busy doing other things, like I said on on Saturday around the farm, and I just quickly asked Siri on my my iPhone how the Beavers game was going, and Siri came back and said. The beavers are demolishing Arizona. <laughs> Use the word nice, demolish. Siri. I didn't know she was a sports fan. I didn't know that either. Anyway, go on. <laughs> yeah, I was at the Freedom Rally. Unbelievable response. I mean, there weren't. There was probably two, three hundred people there. Two hundred, I'm going to say. Um, but uh, we set up our our. Well, I was, you know, I had my book, but we also set up a little a table. Uh, for the uh, mandate uh, fight. We don't even have a name yet, so we're just going Forest for Oregon, which is our umbrella uh, group. Uh, but uh, we got a lot of people that uh, that signed up um, to uh, start fighting this thing. Uh, I don't know if you saw the, the latest commercial from uh, Pfizer that's saying, uh, get the shot for the long-term COVID disease something they're calling long-term covid which basically means your immune system is dead yeah and you know they're just setting us up aren't you yes for more mandates more uh more shots so um we need to fight it go ducks go beeves thanks gary all right Art, hang on i'll get you on the other side of the break Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. I want to thank Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, for being one of our great sponsors. He is a contractor you can absolutely trust to come in your home or your business and do remodel projects or even new construction and do it the right way and not make your life miserable check out his website if you don't believe me you'll be absolutely impressed because he focuses on quality it's righteousrenovations.com righteousrenovations.com john writes um, unconstitutionality of firearms purchase permits he says, in an interview, a Levo attorney claimed that, that SCOTUS, the Supreme Court of the United States, had said that permits are allowed. What she did not clarify was that Justice Kavanaugh was speaking of permits to carry, not permits to purchase or obtain. And he writes the citation, and he gave that to me. That's an excellent point. To have to have a permit for you to buy a gun is probably the most profound infringement we could have on our constitutional right to keep and bear arms. 
Remember, this lawsuit has got to be stopped. By the way, there's another story that from a couple of days ago on the Oregon Watchdog, um, the Oregon State Sheriff's Association expects that all gun sales will stop after Measure 114 goes into effect. Why? Because there's no permitting system in place. None. And it's not going to be in place in a few days, three weeks. That's why the lawsuit was filed to get an injunction to stop it. Let's go to the phones, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Art, how are you? Good morning, friend. Good morning. Two comments this morning. Number one, we got to find a good quality candidate to oust Rosenblum. We need a real attorney general. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And then your question, did Merrick Garland ensure Trump getting reelected? The answer is no, <laughs> uh, because we have to go through the nominating process, and Trump's not a human this time. Uh, there could be some good quality candidates. And don't get me wrong, I appreciate everything Trump did. However, there are some individuals that I would probably vote for over Trump in the primary. Uh, Pompeo, I might, good, would be a good quality candidate. He's really, really smart. But anyways... Um, so Garland didn't, uh, Trump, just like everybody else has to go through the nominating process and I'll be the first to admit, I didn't vote for him in the primary, but I voted for him in the general and I would again, but Trump is not a shoe in this time. Okay. So, so let's assume that you're, uh, let's assume that he does win the, the Republican nomination, is that argument that this is another witch hunt, does it effectively help him win re-election? Oh, Jeff, you know, I can't read people's minds. I would have told you that a lot of people would have voted Republican this time because of the state of our country, and they didn't. They fell into the trap of, you know, free stuff and everything else. And so I, I, I can't make a prediction on that. I am really surprised that 50% of this country, you know, falls for the Democratic BS. Like, oh, we have a closed border, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> we, just, yeah. we just need to get more proactive, Jeff. There is no doubt about it. But... Trump's not a shoe in this time. We got to wait and see who is going to run against him. But I will tell you, I would never in a million years uh, support Chris Christie or um, uh, what Mike Pence. They're scratched off my list forever. All right, thanks, Art. I appreciate your sharing your viewpoint on that. Great day, Jeff. 503. You, you have a great one also. 503-589-1220. A couple minutes left to call if you uh, want to. So I have to tell you that 
There's another thing that's happening here, and and I want to kind of mention this because we're going to talk about this more in the coming days. Uh, and it, we're going to keep talking about Measure 114. Don't don't get me wrong, but tolling. There's a new effort to sign a to to pass out a petition to make sure that any road that gets tolled in Oregon has to have a vote of the people. You can go to a website called votebeforetolls.org. And a lot of Democrats are part of this organization. Let's go to the phones. Go to Tim. Tim, good morning. How are you? Your thoughts today. Welcome. Good morning, Jeff. I need to let you know that I'm a lot older than you. (laughs) So this is going to make a little bit of uh, difference. When I was in grade school, we had a virus called polio, and we all had to be vaccinated. And uh, Rotarians were known for building the amphitheater downtown, but because we're a world organization, we got vaccinations going around the world and it's eradicated. So Rotarian lives matter. But I think what would be interesting is a discussion between how come we've uh, vaccinated everyone, all the little kids for polio, and we have issues with vaccinating the kids now. Why would that be different? Well, because they're different. They're entirely different types of vaccines. The polio vaccine does not alter your DNA. mRNA, which is the COVID vaccine, does. That's the difference. I wonder if there's anything they can do to do that, to change it. Well, it's interesting that there are some doctors who say there's a protocol you can go through to reverse the mRNA damage to your system. Now, I haven't looked into that enough, but probably people like Gary and others, this this is their big deal. Uh, And they they probably know that much better than I do. It might be fun to, not fun, but informative rather, to get someone on uh, on the air who is really good at understanding that and knowing that perhaps a physician who's involved in doing that kind of thing, assuming that one is willing to come forward. Because if you are, you're being persecuted and threatened, at least in Oregon and it has been in other places across the country, with the loss of your medical license. If you dare to offer an opinion different is another reason that Elon Musk took over Twitter. Hey, Tim, thank you. I mean, I, I appreciate it. Um, folks, thanks for joining us today. Look, uh, this is Thanksgiving week. We are going to be live Thanksgiving morning. You don't want to miss that one either. We'll have a special show for you then. All right, make it a great day today. Keep fighting, keep believing. I'll have everything up on the podcast here in a little bit. We'll see you tomorrow.